And we are back, and we just finished watching 2021's Flea, rated PG-13, with a runtime of one hour and 29 minutes. We saw this on Hulu as the English dub version film, and this film is also nominated for three Academy Awards, uh, Best Documentary Feature, Best Animated Feature Film, and Best International Feature Film. It'll be interesting to see if this film does gets any of those awards but this i enjoyed this a lot i don't know if everybody here at this table did but i enjoyed this a lot i thought it was interesting the way animation and i guess old newsreel footage and photos told this story and i think it worked very very well here but I will go around the table and get impressions from everyone. I'll start with you, Olive G. What did you think of this movie? I thought it was good. Yeah, what did you like about it? I have no idea. You thought, but you thought it was good. It was, did it hold your attention for the entirety of the movie? It's not a long movie. It's only an hour and 29 minutes, but did it hold your attention? A little. A little. I guess you could see yourself getting bored. Yeah. Okay. I think that's what also happened with Kid One. Speaking of which, Kid One, what did you think? I did get bored with this movie, but only because it wasn't geared towards me. I'm sure when I, if I was an adult, I would have found it more interesting. Okay. What, what did you find boring about this film? Was it the pacing? Was it that it was just mostly talking heads? Was it the subject matter? Like, what, what did you find boring about it? Probably the subject matter. Okay. All right. I wasn't really interested in that. Okay, fair enough. It was horrible what was happening to them, but it's just like, it doesn't really affect me. Okay. Did did it matter that it was an actual true story story at all? I thought that was sad, like what they had to go through. Mm Mm-hmm. I think also, I didn't realize this, but... If you're going to watch this on Hulu, I don't know if it's it's on any other platforms, there were commercials, which... Only two. Only two, but I still think kind of ruined the watching experience because it's like, wait, what's going on? And it yeah. wasn't, I mean, it wasn't in, in pivotal parts of the story, but you're now breaking the narrative to hawk, I don't know, fast food or whatever the hell, Carvana, whatever the hell... Don't insult the commercials, Mom. It wasn't their fault. Well, no. It's advertised. But I think it's weird that Hulu would put two commercials in a movie that's not really long. I mean, if it was a three-hour movie, I could see, like, hey, maybe you guys need a bathroom break or something. But Yeah, they don't usually put commercials on movies. I don't know why they put it on this one. Yeah, I'm super, super just confused by that. Yeah. So I think that that kind of broke up the narrative, and I could see why my children sort of got glassy eyed. Uh, the, I don't think the commercials really affected. I got to be honest. I until you just mentioned it again, I kind of forgot about them. What did you think? I, I thought it was okay. It was an interesting refugee story. Yeah, I, I guess told in an interesting way through the animation. I, I don't know. I don't really know what the benefit was in showing it through animation. Like, I don't know, like, why that... I'm sure 
the name used isn't the name of the real person. And yeah, yeah, I guess I guess that's the case. But I, I, I mean, he had. I, like, I guess yeah. I guess I, I guess since you're years. I guess since you're doing it in a almost documentary t- type way, it wouldn't pay to have actors portraying this. Although you technically are having actors portray this. Because the you know it's it's Riz Ahmed, it was just story. The story held my interest. I, it was it. I, I was ang- genuinely anxious in, in the scenes where they're basically dealing with human traffickers. I felt really nervous about the sisters because you don't know what's going on. Because he's it's this is a a man's point of view. So once people are out of his field of vision, it's like you don't really see what's going on with them. It's just right, it's right. just what could it be? What could it be? And they never address it. A lot of this stuff is never addressed. I mean, when you see that the sisters arrive to the older brother's house, they're wrapped in blankets, and it looks like they're staring at the floor. They're shivering. Yeah, they're clearly, was obviously they're clearly traumatized. Traumatized, right. And his whole thing was, like, I think they're just in shock, but I, I know someone who will treat them or take like look after them. Yeah. So it was like... What exactly happened to the sisters? Were they raped on the way there? Did something? Was it just a traumatic? And and then you see Amin and his and his other brother and the mother. The first time they take this trip, where it's like, what happened here? That also was traumatic because they're all shoved into this under deck of this little dinghy, and water starts coming in. Like, at yeah. that point, I'm like, oh, my God, they're all going to die, right? Well, obviously, they weren't going to die because you're hearing the story. But I was worried. The thing is, the guy's, his story is that he's alone. He's the sole survivor, survivor of, his of his entire family. family. Right. And right. you're finding out what's true, what's fiction, what's not, yeah. and why things were said and why things were done the way they were done. And, uh, yeah, it, it's a bit, it, it's... It's interesting, uh, but it's for me, it wasn't that interesting. Okay. I, I've heard more harrowing tales of refugees, but that's what you get on the news. There's not many like first-person depictions of that, which is this was more interesting. Also, hearing how things were when they, like where they had to go. They had to escape from Afghanistan to Russia. And Russia, did R- Russia treated them horribly. Yeah. And then there's going to other places and then making it to a certain distance and then having to turn back and, and then dealing with all of that again. It's just a lot of spirit crushing going on. Yes, yes. So you could sort of see why he's... So, I mean, he's been through trauma. His father, No one, at the end they say no one's... To this day, no one knows what happened to the father. Yeah. So that's like something that's ambiguous that hangs over the family. And just the trauma of living through that time, you're living in a war-torn country. They talk about the Mujahideen and, and what happens there in Afghanistan at, in the 80s. And it's, it, it, it's really frightening. I mean, young men, young teenagers who are still basically children, just older, are being taken off the streets to p- be put into these armies to fight this never-ending war where, like he said in the narrative, many of them didn't want to come back because, I mean, many of them didn't want to go because they knew that they wouldn't be coming back. 
Right. If they did, they would be coming back in a body bag. Yeah. So to have to live with that constant has got to be traumatizing. Constant fear. Constant fear, yes, absolutely. And then just the experience of leaving everything, everything that you know, your home, your home, to go to this other country, which in this case was Russia, which he said in the in the in the piece that it was the only place that was allowing visitor visas, mm-hmm. because I guess the rest of the world turned its back on Afghanistan because, in war, unless it's beneficial to one, no one cares, right? So now he's gone to Russia with his family, and they're hiding out, and they're basically held prisoner. And any time that they venture out, they're completely shook down constantly for money. And like you said, because the police were so corrupt, as long as you slipped the money, it was fine. Yeah. And then just saving to get the sisters out initially, having to deal with traffickers, which, as the name implies, isn't probably the most positive experience because most of these people probably are shady yeah, I mean, they put the sisters in a cargo container, and, and it was just and like, just, that's, that's it. Yeah. So. And they probably left them there because they were only on a cruise liner, and they were just found by coincidence or something. Not cruise liner, but like a freight ship, I guess. Yeah. With probably, like, other goods. Yeah, they said they, they yeah. were, like, wedged between other cargo containers. So right. Even, so even if there was, like, no way to get out of that thing. Right, right, right. Zeros, and they're on that for days. Right, right. So with, the hygiene with, conditions, yeah, the mental with, conditions, with, like, with weight like fifty other people crammed right, in there. Crammed in. So that in itself must have been a traumatizing experience for those two. And then you have Amin and his brother and his mother. The first time tried to flee from Russia, which they goes, got caught. They got caught. They it goes south. They have to return to Russia. They uh. The the Russian police basically took the last of their money. Yes, yes. And all yeah. they were doing was just walking the streets. Just they they were talking about how they opened up a McDonald's in Moscow and they were just walking the streets and just standing there minding their business and all of a sudden they're shook down yeah. by the police. And then there's the story about the woman at the back of the van, which is also traumatic. So I mean this young man went through a lot. And is also on, on the cusp of, as an adult, retelling these stories, entering into a new kind of chapter in his life where he is with his significant other at almost to get married and they're making very big decisions about their future and one of those decisions is the home buying process. So there's, there's a lot going on in this young in this man's life so i guess to have to go back into the past and deal with some of those issues to then be able to move on into the future i i i thought it was interesting i can only imagine the trauma that he's carried and for how so long and i'm sure that even with having a good companion and financial stability there's always that thing in the back of his mind where i'm an imposter they're gonna find me they're gonna kick me out they're gonna throw me somewhere home was a very important component 
right? A very important. But I don't think he could ever have that again because he can't tell the truth. Right. But I think now he's telling the truth. I, I, but I, it, I it's done I in I secrecy get that because. Yeah, because everything is, is kept, is right. changed so that people's identities are, are not revealed. Right, right. Because he's me, still. Which makes me believe if they did still, find out, there could be some. Repercussions. Some repercussions yeah. for that. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Um, I won't talk too long about this because I really feel like most of you didn't like it. So I'm going to go around the table and get numbers. G, 1 to 10, what would you give this film? 6. A 6. Would you, I know you personally aren't interested in the story, but would you recommend this to a friend? If they were interested in that topic, then yeah, why not? But what, what like, just as a story... Just as a story, would you recommend this story? Probably not. Probably not. What about you? One to ten. I'd probably give it a six as well. A six. Okay. Why? Like I said, it was. It was to me. It was just okay. I. I don't know. There. The, maybe the fact that it was animated, but telling like documenting a true story. I don't know. It. I. I, I feel like it. it it's uh, maybe lessen the impact of it all. Really? I, I don't know. There, there was just some sort of disconnect for me. I couldn't, I don't know, let the film in, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there was, there was, there was, there was just, I don't know. I, th- I thought it worked, but that's just me. But like if it yeah. had, if it had been all, if it had been just some sort of animated story or if it had been just the documentary, I would have been fine with. I I probably would have rated it higher in each of those different respects. But, but don't for you this, think that this is what it is? I mean, this is. It's mostly animated. I mean, you get little pieces of not animated, and I think at the end I, you I'm see just, the just, view from their home. I'm just I'm just saying that it, it for me it didn't work. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. There was a disconnect, and it it prevented me from ranking this film higher. What about you, Olive G? One to ten. What would you give this film? Seven. A seven. Okay, so six, six, seven. I'm going to go against everyone here. I'm going to give this movie an eight. I think the story... I under, I could see where younger people might be bored with this. I think that some of the storytelling dragged a bit, but I think on the whole... I thought the story was compelling. I really felt for the character so much. I, I My heart as, as a human being, as a mother, completely bled for this young man. And I couldn't imagine living that life. I, we live in a place and time where people think that wearing a piece of cloth over your nose and mouth is an inconvenience. And yet we never look at the bigger picture of what the human experience is for other people. And I think that this movie really gives you something to think about and something to talk about. I think it's not long. I think if you can invest an hour and a half in your life to the storytelling of somebody else's journey in this life, I think you might get enlightened and I think you could take something from that and hopefully learn from that as well. I I recommend this movie. I hope that... These are pretty big categories that this movie's in, and I hope that of these three categories, I hope that this movie 
manages to get one of these Oscars because I really feel like this is a worthwhile story. This is a story that, that should be told. This is a, a story that should be talked about. I don't think we do enough about helping other people across the globe, especially when it's not in our own financial interests. And I think that all these stories need to be heard. And I think that the trauma of this young man isn't just something that he shares. I mean, this is, this is the refugee story. You, you don't leave home because you got a D on your report car or you crashed your parents' car and are gonna get in trouble. You leave home because your life is in danger, the life of your family is in danger. So these are, this young man had to grow up very, very quickly and again, carries that trauma with him for most of his adult life. And to kind of live this lie. I think there was there was a great scene in where he's come to Copenhagen and he is talking about being an unaccompanied minor and how he's telling the story of how he is the sole survivor of his family and he even says he's crying and he can't stop crying and that it was funny to him because He's crying about a lie. He's telling this lie, but he can't stop himself from crying. And to me, it was like he finally let himself kind of express his grief over everything that's happened. The fact that he had to flee from his home, the fact that nobody knows what happened to his father, the fact that his family is just now scattered all over the place and, and God knows in what kind of conditions. He had to leave his mother and brother. So it's almost like a survivor's guilt at that point. So, I mean, you really empathize with this young man and it's just, it's unfortunate that people have to walk in these shoes and tell these stories and I think that we don't do enough about that to shine a light on this and, and we should. We all just want love and respect and to be able to live a good life and I'm hoping that in later years, I mean, or whatever his real name is, I hope that he can find that peace. And that's it from us, and we will bid you all a good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. <laughs>